you doing today? As always, I am Camtastic. Welcome to Camtastic's Untitled Gamecast. This week we're going to be covering the news of February 14th, 2022. I am joined today by my host, Taytot. Taytot, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. How's everybody else doing on this fine President's Day? It's true, it is President's Day. And we are joined by our other host at Sergeant KDog84. Catch him on Twitch. KDog, how you doing today? You know, not bad. Enjoy the day off and, you know, getting sweaty at Apex as usual to a coin flip of uh, doing well and doing bad. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have five stories coming your way this week. Horizon Forbidden West reviews are in. The Steam Deck making iFixit an official parts distributor. Elden Ring drops the official global launch times. Pokemon Week? COD makes players into gods, Street Fighter 6 announcement trailer, and so much more. Here at Camtastic's Untitled Gamecast, we're going to plug you weekly with the video game news that you might happen to care about. You can always tune in live at twitch.tv slash Camtastic Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, or if you happen to miss out, you can catch us later on youtube.tv slash Camtastic or Spotify, Apple, Podcast, Stitcher, and podcast services around the globe. If me or one of my co-hosts happen to get something wrong, which never happens, please make sure that you guys chime into chat or leave a comment on any videos or podcast services below so that we can correct any errors and deliver the most accurate news possible. And now, it's time for some motherfucking news. Story number one, Horizon Forbidden West reviews are in. Coming in with a 9 out of 10, we've got IGN. Metacritic has it sitting at an 88% right now. And Push Square, a PlayStation magazine, has it sitting at a 9 out of 10. We're bringing in here from Simon Cardi over at IGN writes, A triumphant combination of enthralling combat, top-tier creature and character design, and a captivating open world. Horizon Forbidden West is an absolute blast and fantastic showcase for the powers of the PS5. Although the return of a couple familiar series trappings and a noticeable lack of freeform climbing never threatens to derail the enjoyment, it does leave it falling frustratingly short of something revolutionary. Major evolutionary steps have firmly been placed in the right direction, however, and there's no doubting that many, many hours of fun are to be have with Aloy, who stakes her claim further to be one of this generation's gaming gra- gaming's greatest characters. Gorilla has outdone itself yet again with Forbidden West, and this tra- trajectory, neither the horizon nor the sky's the limit for what could come next. K-Dog, how you feel about Horizon Forbidden West? I know uh, I know a lot of us over here are, are Xbox people, but it's kind of hard to uh, to miss it, you know? Oh, you know, I've been uh, checking out our good friend Arch Kava's channel the last couple of days. He got it on the, a pre-order and drop, so, you know, I had to make sure we've been checking it out. Uh, he's dipped. And talked to him about it, and it was the graphics are pretty pretty close to stunning. It's it's amazing to see how realistic and how far you know games have come over the past several years, and the gameplay was um, action packed and lots of storyline to it. So it looks like everything that IGN writes. It looks like it definitely supports that 100%. And I talked to Archkava, and he was loving it and diving. Mm many hours i think he's he's probably like closing in on two dozen hours deep already since the launch on friday and gonna dive into some more some more and you know if i was a ps5 guy i probably would check out that game as well yeah this game definitely makes me want i mean i've i've always been a playstation guy as well as an xbox guy and this game um 
I, I really want to play it. Like you said, um, just to reiterate, man, those graphics, they just look stunning. Uh, it just looks amazing. Um, I i missed out on the first Horizon because it came out around Breath of the Wild. I had bought it, I was super excited, then Breath of the Wild came out and like took over my life. Um, but now that it's on PC, I definitely want to give it a, a shot. Um, Tay Todd, have you, uh, have you looked more into Horizon or at all? I've looked into this Horizon. I looked into the last Horizon. And it makes me cringe at the fact that I don't own a PlayStation 5. Because I feel like it would be so much more better to experience this when it when it when it came out originally the the first game the first Horizon when it came out on the PlayStation. Um, I mean, like, it's it's crazy how 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 these graphics just pop to you, you know. In 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 an age where graphics are are king, that that's just that's just top notch. Yeah, that's a really good point. Graphics are everything nowadays, so it's it's definitely saying a lot that, uh, you know, it's getting the accolades that it is. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I hope they do a port to PC. I know it's probably not coming soon, but um, it's probably coming sooner than I can get my hands on a PS5, that's for sure. Yeah, and to note, you know, it's it's gotten some pretty good numbers for its initial push uh, this weekend on Twitch for folks that are streaming it, really getting exposure out there for people that might not be as familiar with the game or, you know, the brand. So it's good to see that, you know, a lot of viewers are supporting this game and uh, to see where it goes mo- um, moving forward. Yeah, and um, to touch on what they said about Aloy, uh, Aloy, the voice actress, she's actually an actress who's on the show Mythic Quest, and she's done a lot of video game voice acting. Um, her name escapes me right now, and Chad, if you guys know what you're talking about, go ahead and drop in there. But it is, uh, she's great, and I think that um, bringing a genuine actress to do her voice lends a lot to the story. So I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to hopefully trying to get my hands on a PS5 to play that. That'll take us to story number two. Valve is partnering with iFixit to sell Steam Deck replacement parts. This story is coming to you from Wes Fenton of PC Gamer. Two weeks ago, Valve released the CAD files for the Steam Deck so that anyone can 3D print their own system shell. And now, Valve is following through on its promise to sell replacement parts for the Steam Deck, allowing users to do their own repairs at home through a partnership with iFixit. Quote, iFixit will be one of the authorized sellers of the Steam Deck replacement parts, as well as replacement parts for the Valve Index VR kit, Valve wrote in an update on Steam today. We are still hammering out the details and we'll be sharing more information with you soon." End quote. On top of that news, Valve sent iFixit a Steam Deck to a disassemble for a teardown video which you can find on YouTube. Taytot, how does this make you feel? Um, it, it's always good to have uh, another competitor in the in the industry for when it comes to, to, to parts for PC related items such as the Steam Deck. Steam Deck, I know a lot of streamers use those in order to hop over from one application to another. So it makes Ooh, sense that... You are thinking of the Stream Deck. We're talking about the Steam oh, Deck, the uh, the handheld console from Steam. Oh, the Steam Deck, the handheld yes. console, the, the new one that's coming out, right? Correct, yeah, the one that's out for pre-order and uh, should be arriving sometime this month, I think. Okay, okay. Well, Steam Deck, that's it's kind of, uh, isn't it the competitor to the Switch? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's pretty much, yeah, I mean, it, as far as handheld consoles it is, but it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's kind of in its own deal because it's uh, it's a PC, it's pretty much a mini PC, it's made for streaming yeah. PC games, so it's uh, 
there are some emulator competitors out there like the Odin and whatnot, but uh, yeah, this guy, the, the Steam Deck is it's, it's, well, it's trying to redefine things. Well, it, 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 it sounds to me as though the creators of the Steam Deck are re-anticipating uh, problems with their product if they're if they're partnering with Valve to create to sell replacement parts um, I mean I don't know about you but if you already know you're going to have to replace parts on it would you want to buy the Steam Deck still? Uh, that's a good point anticipating uh, potentially anticipating uh, issues with with the Steam Deck um, I know they have mentioned again like uh Two weeks ago, they mentioned that they're they're releasing the files open source so that people can print their own their own Steam Deck uh, shells so that they can customize and, and do and do what they're going to do with that. Uh, K Dog, how does this strike you? You know, um, you could do, it could go either way when it comes to like you know doing replacement parts. One thing I do like about it is being able to self repair and do do it yourself and not have to you know go through the you know like a third party or send it in and shipping where you can be without your console or device for you know a week to two weeks at a time and really kind of lose that you know quality gaming. And also it could potentially bring down the cost for the consumer, which is always a good thing, especially since the Steam Deck is a little bit higher price compared to some of the other handheld consoles. Well, the one thing we do know from precedent from other handheld consoles, you know, especially when they come out, there is something, you know, that do break, especially if they're young kids or children using them. They fall, you know, the joysticks go bad or there's drift issues. So being able to, you know, uh, print it out on a 3D printer and, you know, get a quick replacement part, um, it can be uh, beneficial, especially for the, you know, parents with, you know, uh, children that want and keep them occupied, um, especially as we head into the summer months when they're on vacation and whatnot. So, you know, it may be a potential bad thing and having some foresight, but doing the self-repair at home, I think could be very valuable to the consumer down the line and might change the game where how other uh, consoles and uh, devices will have to adapt and, you know, meet uh, consumer demand. Yeah, I, um, I completely agree with you. I... I know there was some precedent where uh, in France they banned a law to prevent people from constantly throwing away electronics that allowed people to open up their uh, their cell phones and repair and replace batteries and whatnot without voiding too much warranty. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this move. iFixit is uh, is a great brand. I use their screwdrivers and their electronics kits for most of my day to day work. Um, I, I really I really like their stuff. So it's um, I think it's good that Valve, um, who are the creators of Steam Deck, are uh, are going with them. Um, I thought it was really cool that they released the 3D printed files. Uh, if we compare this something to like the PS5's launch, after the PS5 came out, there was 3D printed uh, shells that people were selling for the PS5 to make them, you know, black, blue, and you know that way it doesn't look like some air purifier. And uh, PlayStation cracked down. It was like three days those shells were available, and PlayStation cracked down on them. They were like, "No, your PlayStation's white." And uh, I think it's cool that, you know, Valve's kind of, I feel like since Valve is doing, you know, the Steam Deck, I feel like they're a lot more in tune with the PC gaming community. And PC gaming's, you know, it's it's about customization. And so they're just like, hey, you know, people are going to do this anyway. You know, make whatever shell you want. I know, like, as far as uh, with me, I wanted to change the shell on my Switch for a long time. I want to do clear shells. I want to do all kinds of stuff. So um, letting people do their own repairs, I, I think, like you said, K-Dog, um, it could set a new precedent, pre precedent excuse me. I think it's a good thing. I think uh, people should be able to fix their stuff. Our generation's, you know, a disposable one, so uh, it makes it feel more like a computer, I think, too. So, 
Alright. We are going to move on to story number three. Bandai Namco has shared the global release times for Elden Ring. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, reporting here we have to you the global release times of Elden Ring. Tom Ivan over at Video Game Chronicle reports, following a move, excuse me, following a month-long delay, Elden Ring will officially be released on February 15th. February 15th? No, it's 25th. February 25th for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. However, the exact launch time depends on your time zone and chosen platform, with PC players in some regions set to gain access ahead of console owners. In the US, for example, the PC version of Elden Ring will be playable six hours earlier than the console version. Bandai Namco has also said that the game is now available to preload for Xbox players. PlayStation and PC players will be able to preload Elden Ring 48 hours prior to the release, local time. Fans, eager, fans eagerly awaiting this week's Elden Ring release should tread carefully online as spoilers are currently everywhere. Uh, last week, a couple of players who managed to obtain Elden Ring early reportedly started streaming the game on Twitch. Elden Ring's intro cinematic has also been released online, as have revealing screen grabs and gameplay details. So, if you guys are worried about Elden Ring spoilers, make sure you tread lightly through the waters of the internet. And uh, make sure that you guys are checking out because it sounds like PC is the way to go if you can get it up to six hours earlier, you know. So, uh, Taysot, either of you guys, K Dog, you guys excited for Elden Ring? Either of you guys gonna play Elden Ring? Uh, you know, Elden Ring is a highly anticipated game. Uh, one of the most, one of the more highly anticipated games. But we all know how that's gone in the past recently, i.e., Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, do we ever? Um, so so I'm I, I I haven't really hopped on that hype train for Elden Ring. I mean it is made by a famous company, Bandai Namco, and I've loved other Bandai Namco games, namely the Digimon games. Um so I don't I, I feel like I would love to play this game. Uh I, I definitely would like to do more research and then uh probably watch a few tw- uh, Twitch streamers uh as a uh, stream over the weekend just to see how the gameplay really looks. Yeah, that's a good call. Luckily, uh, Sergeant uh, Sergeant Rudas gifted me a copy, so I'm going to be on that as soon as we can. That uh, I, The, the co- four-player co-op's what's got me. Um, K-Dog, what, what's up, man? You going to play some Elden Ring? You know, I'm kind of in the, at least in the bandwagon with uh, Taytot right now, uh, ready for the rollout. Uh, you know, especially with the action RPGs over the last year, year and a half, we've seen a lot of delays um, for the good and the bad, you know. Like uh, Tay uh, mentioned, Cyberpunk was had been delayed and delayed, and then they rushed the rollout. Didn't go over so well. Uh, Halo Infinite pushed out the delay. It went was well received, but then if we noticed, you know, over the last you know month, it's seen a lot of downplay. A lot of people just lose traction on it right away. So is you know we're gonna see a lot of hype and a lot of people come to the game right away and then just die off in 30, 60 days. Uh, you know I hope that's not the case because you know Jake George. Um, R.R. Martin is a great storyteller, so I think it can bring a lot of, you know, that aspect for those, especially like the RPG games of storytelling and whatnot. So, you know, I'm, and with the four player co op, like you mentioned, you know, if 
it goes fairly seamless. I expect some, you know, glitches on the rollout to potentially happen, and you know, patches, and that it's not a big thing, and you can deal with. But if that goes over well, and we can get a crew going. You know, I'm thinking I might consider jumping on the bandwagon and you know, switching things up as we, you know, move into the spring of 2022. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm like at this point, I'm all for delays. Whenever I hear a game is getting delayed, I'm actually happy because I'm like, damn, maybe it'll be good now because all this crunching is uh, is crazy, man. And if we can just like be patient as gamers, we keep constantly saying like we've got so many games to play, we've got so many games to play. Like our backlogs are crazy filled with games to play, and yet I mean that's us personally, but I know there's tons of gamers out there. If you go look in their Steam library, there's just backlogs. So for people to be so impatient in games, like I understand, like it's exciting. Elden Ring's been out for a long time, or like the you know it's been in production for a long time, but uh, I think it's worth it to to just wait. I mean we've been showed like we like you said we got showed with Cyberpunk what happens when we don't wait, and then we got showed with like Legends of Ars with other games where you know if you do wait it really comes out like halo they delayed you know that was a huge delay that was and it was totally worth it mm, excuse me yeah it was absolutely worth it for halo and um a lot of people like you said have fallen off to it i actually was reading something about that the other day and i think it has more um more to do with the way people first person shoot nowadays uh br br and game modes like that dominate and arena shooters just just aren't what they used to be um, but it definitely does fill a niche. It is the best of the, the arena suitors, and um, a few people in the gaming industry think that it's poised to, to strike hard and uh, really define itself and be the arena shooter. And uh, it may not be as big as Warzone uh, as far as like BR games, but it will be the the arena shooter. So um, I'm excited for Elden Ring. I'm, I'm Again, delays, go for it. Uh, Nintendo delay Metroid Prime 4? Cool, man. Just just update me every once in a while. Uh, I want to chime in little Sergeant Rude ass. Gurling Pudu, thank you much for the resub. Gurling Tier 1 with 17, or excuse me, 18 month streak. Sergeant Rude ass with a 21 month streak. And uh, Nuke 55554, thank you for the follow. Much appreciated. All right. What we got going on next? Sorry, chat. I lost my Google Docs. Whew. This is one I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of excited to talk about. So, story number four, Call of Duty Warzone is now giving players an automatic god mode to combat cheaters. Video Game Chronicles' Jordan Midler writes, Announced as part of the Ricochet anti-cheat system that has been employed in the Battle, Battle Royale game, players who find themselves in a game with a hacker will receive a damage shield if the anti-cheat detects manipulation. A new blog post by Team Ricochet explained the new system. Quote, one mitigation techniques we've, we've been testing is something we call damage shield. It says, when a server detects a cheater is tampering with a game in real time, it disables the cheater's ability to inflict critical damage on other players. Quote, this mitigation leaves the cheaters vulnerable to real players and allows Team Ricochet to collect information about the cheater system. The post also reassures players, we track these encounters to ensure that there is no possibility for the game to apply a damage shield randomly or by accident, no matter the skill level, end quote. Warzone has had issues with cheaters since the game's launch in 2020. In December, Activision revealed that it had banned over 48,000 accounts simultaneously in one day. Activision claimed in August that it had issued over 500,000 Warzone permabans since the free-to-play shooter launched in March 2020. The publisher rolled out Warzone's anti-cheat kernel-level driver globally in December, but publishers Activision recently said it's offering players free gifts as a thank you after it delayed the launch of Vanguard and Warzone Pacific Season 2 due to various issues with the game and 2019's Modern Warfare. 
Taytot, K-Dog, I know we've got much mooch experience with, with the COD cheaters. Um, K-Dog, how do you feel about potentially becoming a god? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it reminds me of like the old days when we first grew up and you know everybody got the game genie. Uh, for for their consoles to like get like invincible invincibility mode and and whatnot you know just so they can combat like you know tougher play and whatnot um you know warzone has definitely had its issues especially over the last year um you know a lot of us played a lot of warzone when it first came out in 2020 especially as you know things shut down and then it just got overwhelmed with hackers cheaters and whatnot and became virtually unplayable i know it's still very very popular for you know a number of reasons um with folks um but they had to me they haven't done enough and taken enough um, steps to really stop this and it's been very reactive versus preventative um you know so it's a little disappointing from activision that's taken this long to get to this point and you know um i'm not sure if this is going to change the aspect of you know the update is you know the fact is like that new caldera map is fairly unpopular compared to Verdansk and so uh that's we'll see see how players you know accept that moving forward but you know me uh you know I don't know how that would be coming to play in gameplay when you get these extra damage shields and whatnot it'd probably be almost frustrating seeing that get applied and just knowing that there's shooters in the lobby um you know and they say it doesn't take critical damage but what does that say you know take you know minimal damage and then you get hit by a real player and then you're still done that kind of still gonna affect gameplay um so you know it's to be determined ricochet's anti-cheat system hasn't done what it's been set out to do yet so um we'll see in the coming months and how that goes in effect yeah we've got og tank wolf in the chat saying that hopefully microsoft can jump on that since they own activision now yeah i think that's what a lot of people hope um there, there's there's a lot of, uh, of of optimism coming out of this acquisition that Microsoft made, and so hopefully this anti cheats one of them. Uh, Tay, how how are you feeling about this here God mood? Uh, it, it sounds it sounds to me kind of like a like an oxymoron. Your 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 way to deal with cheaters is to kind of create more cheaters <laughs> by giving them God mode. It, it just just doesn't make sense. It's just like it's just like here, you you we have we have this cheater here, so we're just gonna give you semi invincibility. It, it it's like it's like if you know you have the cheater, ban them. I mean I mean I get you can't you can't ban them right away like instantly, but it it, it I mean like if you if you if you just monitor them enough, you'll find out. Hey, they're cheating. Let's ban them. Get them out of here. Yeah, dude, Activision's like, hey, hey, don't worry, guys. We're going to put out this fire with this flamethrower. Ah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly this, what I thought, this, too. They're just, just like... Just pour some gasoline on that fire. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, guys, uh, for some reason, we can't stop people from cheating, so let's just make everyone cheat equally. Like, pretty yeah. soon, like, and then watch, and people are going to find a way to exploit that, and then pretty soon we're going to log into Warzone in, like, three years, and everybody's just going to have jetpacks and rocket launchers, and they're just going to be, like, phasing through with wall hacks and stuff. It's going to be like, what even is this game? Yeah, no, uh, S Sergeant K-Dog said it said it right i mean like it, this game is just falling off so much from what it was from the potential it had it's just it's just sad to see to see people play it now like i'm glad that i moved on from warzone 
and went to go play an actual game like Apex. Yeah, same. It is uh, it is nice to reflect on the, the fun times we had before everybody just started crapping on the game. There was a lot of clippable and fun moments, but uh, yeah, it definitely just got too frustrating. So. Alrighty, we're going to move on to story number five, which uh, co-host, sorry, this is labeled uh, incorrectly because I added a story at the last minute because uh, some shit went down today. So, story number five, Pokemon Day, excuse me, Pokemon Week has been announced. As we all know, Pokemon Day is February 27th every year, but this year, Pokemon, excuse me, well, Nintendo has decided to release new information for different outlets weekly. So, the schedule is as follows. The topics for February 21st are going to be Pokemon Masters EX. Tuesday, February 22nd is going to be Pokemon Sword and Shield. Excuse me, Wednesday, February 23rd is going to be Pokemon Cafe Mix. Thursday, February 24th will be Pokemon Unite. Friday, February 25th will be the Pokemon 25 Music announcement. And Saturday, February 26th will be Pokemon Go. That will all be leading up to Pokemon Day proper, which again is happening on the 27th. There's a lot of exciting stuff that is going to be revealed this week, and I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, there will be multiple things revealed. So make sure you guys are keeping up to date on your Nintendo news. Um, I know a lot of us aren't too interested in the card game or Cafe Mix or whatnot, but I know Pokemon Unite is very exciting to get more news for. Pokemon 25 Music, I'm assuming that's going to be Katy Perry because they had announced that back with the original Pokemon 25. Um, And then Pokemon Go, I know we got some Pokemon Go fans in chat and in in stream and in co-host that are excited about that. Um, Shoot. Tay, K-Dog, we're all huge Pokemon fans. How, how does does this make you warm and tingly inside? Oh, I, I love it. I, I I think Pokemon deserves its own week, like it like it's getting this week. You know, I'm like Pokemon Day, huge celebration already, because Pokemon is one of the biggest franchises out there. I'm like, what? It's been around for 25 plus years now. So just just to give it its own week and. And and not only that, but to give each and every new uh, new game or update like their own special day of announcements is is ideal. I agree. I think it keeps you keeps you invested all week long. Um, K Dog, I know you're huge into Pokemon Go, and uh, just like us, into the Pokemon Switch games. Uh, pff, you excited? Yeah, and, you know, the one thing I think they do just absolutely brilliantly is, you know, with their PR and just uh, continuing investing each person in the game and not letting uh, anything die off. It keeps, you know, folks that are more engaged, you know. And, I mean, I play in multiple, multi-platform from Pokemon Go on mobile and to, like, Sword and Shield and Arceus, and there's no shortage of things engaged with Pokemon, and it's, you know, a great play on there or by making this a week-long event and doing each a special day and you know what they're probably making some big bank off this so on pr franchise wise you know they're going to bring in it bring it in and continue to bring us new content so it's going to be you know great for um all these pokemon players out here that are going to have a lot to do within this next week and the coming months thanks to these updates yeah i'm i'm 
especially excited, which this probably goes without saying, for Pokemon Day itself. Um, we're hearing rumors of a De Detective Pikachu 2, potential trailer, teaser, something of that nature, even just an announcement. Um, what I'm hoping for is we get some Gen 9 information or potentially Legend of Arceus DLC. Um, I know Tay is also in his uh, quest for, for completing the living decks, and so like any, any amount of DLC that'll add uh, to the national decks is greatly appreciated. I was personally surprised they were going to announce Pokemon Sword and Shield news. Um, maybe more Pokemon from the national decks. That 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 sounds like it'll be... Well, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. Uh, I just have to add to that. DLCs, not a bad thing, you know? Do I want Gen 9? Of course I do. It's been three years since Gen 8 came out. But, like I said last week in the pod... Uh, with the addition of DLCs, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. DLCs are a great way to expand on games. Yeah, I, I agree. I, people complain about DLCs a lot, but I would be more likely to complain about DLCs if they were like a full sixty dollars. But the fact that like Nintendo's DLCs are really reasonably priced. Like I got both Pokemon DLCs. One came out in June for Sword and Shield came out in June, and the next in November for $30. Both of them were $30. And so I essentially got a whole new game because it almost doubled the decks and I got two new areas to explore. Like it was, it was, yeah, essentially that was the in-between game, the emerald, the crystal, the platinum, um, you know, the mix of the two games. I, I like it. I like the, you know, people are always going to find stuff to complain about. So. I mean, I'm also a big fan of franchises that, um, offer if you buy like an ultimate edition at, you know, an, kind of an inflated price at the beginning you get all future dlcs included you know so it's a little bit more up front but then it you know does save you a little bit of money when they release these dlcs down the line so uh you know i'm a big fan of that when franchises do that um so we'll see how how it goes on the pokemon side if they maybe offer that in the future that's right that's how you purchase sword and shield correct with the uh with the expansions yeah. Uh, yeah, I did with expansions, and I know Destiny um, has yeah. had that as an offering as well for a long time since, you know, they try to extend the life of those games versus creating a sequel, um, which could be hit or miss whether that comes down the line. Yeah, crazy. Crazy to think Destiny's been around for 10 years. That's nuts. They're doing their big update actually is happening tomorrow. Oh, wow. That is good to know. That'll probably be on our Gamescast for next week then. Stay tuned, yep. chat. Uh, we got OG Tank Wolf in chat saying that he's been ex he's excited Pokemon. He's been playing Pokemon Go at work, and he bought the Johto Pass and the entire Pokemon Masters. Uh, Pokemon Home is free right now for the 3DS and Wii. Yeah, that was actually one of the stories that got scrapped. Uh, Tank, is there there uh, Pokemon Home for chat for those of you who don't know is where you can store um, the VGC games. Uh, so the VGC was the the virtual console games that they had on the 3DS and the Wii U. So like if you want to go back and play yellow and red and blue, you can download them from the eShop and then you can play them on your 3DS or whatever. And then you can move those Pokemon to Pokemon Bank and then into Sword and Shield or games like that. So um, it, it was announced that the 3DS and the Wii U eShop are getting axed. So um, that makes me think that that's why they're making Pokemon Home free right now because uh, they want people to get the use out of it while they can and download it while they can. Uh, this doesn't mean you're not going to be able to play any of that stuff. It just means you're not going to be able to purchase it and download it anymore. So uh, those of you who want any of your virtual console games that you don't have on your Switch, uh, like any of the Pokemon games, I personally have Pokemon Yellow and I have Pokemon Silver on there as well. Um, if you want the like the literal, like the genuine game, not a remake, not anything, 
that's not on an emulator that you can actually save file and keep those Pokemon, make sure you purchase that now. Uh, and they're only like eight dollars or something. They're really cheap. So I, I that remind, thanks for reminding me, OG Tank Wolf. I need to go back and start buying some of that that stoofs up. I hope they bring the virtual console to the Switch. Just glad that my wife never sees my gaming budget. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we keep our recreational prices separate. separate. <laughs> <laughs> for, for good reason. Um, oh, sounds like very good reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. And for, uh, advice, for advice for anybody out there, do that. It'll save yeah. me a lot of headache. Boys don't grow up; they just become men with more expensive toys. I know. She's like, I'm tired of all this Pokemon stuff. I'm like, I'm like, what? Do you want me to go to the bar? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> want me go to the that. titty? Want me go to the titty bar? <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I hate how you phrase that. And I'm like, we all have our hobbies. Right. Just be like, that's all. Tell tell Grinley. I'll be like, get used to it, babe. Pokemon, 25 years, probably going on another 25. <laughs> I'm going to be in the home when I'm 80 years old, playing on whatever weird virtual reality thing. Shit, they're probably, I uh, will probably be dead by then anyway. Yeah, I'll probably have my own pet Pikachu. That's what I'm hoping, man. Somebody's going like, to yep. <laughs> genetically modify. like some, some, I mean, if you can make rabbits glow in the dark, then like Pokemon got to be around the corner, right? It's a start. <laughs> right, we got to start somewhere. All right, Chad, that leads us to story number six. That's right. Sneaky secret story, chat. Today, at the Capcom World Street Fighter Final, sorry, it was yesterday, they announced Street Fighter Six. That's right, chat. Capcom has officially revealed Street Fighter Six, And we have the trailer for you right here. This is the first time I'm seeing the trailer, so I'm pretty stoked. I was going to say stiked. I was going to say stoked. Initial reaction. Let's go. Initial reactions. In fact, I'm even going to... I'm going to hide my camera, chat. That way you get the full... The full shebang. All right. You ready? Street Fighter 6 well, That was the most hyped 39 seconds of my entire life <laughs> Too bad they didn't give us some gameplay Right uh, Gameplay? What do you need gameplay for? Gameplay? We're talking man. about gameplay <laughs> it, it, It's Street Fighter That's Street right Fighter chat seems like it's the same thing every every time it's just better graphics it's True. what we want Different it's what we need it is uh street fighter 5 came out actually february 2016 so that's six years ago Whew. 45 characters including dlc have been released on the street fighter 5 since its initial drop in 2016 45 fighters chat that's like smash bros level that's insane now Fun fact, the last DLC character, Luke, that is who Ryu was fighting in the trailer. Also, Ryu has a beard. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know about you guys. I fucking love Street Fighter. I, Mortal Kombat was great. I played a ton of Mortal Kombat. 
but Street Fighter was my shit. Super Street Fighter 2, I was at the arcades playing all the time. When it came to Switch, I was playing it all the time. I was whipping my little cousin's asses all the time. I love Street Fighter. Like, I would save up quarters. I'd go to Mionette, just pop, pop, pop. Street Fighter's my shit. I'm fucking hyped for Street Fighter 6. I remember I was at FPU and Street Fighter 4 came out, and we, uh, in the dorms, we all crowded up. We had this big old, like, two-day-long tournament. Like, nobody slept. It was fucking nuts. It was, I fucking love Street Fighter. Are you guys Street Fighter fans? I mean, that's a game I grew up of on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis especially, was, you know, the Street Fighter games, uh, Turbo, and, you know, Street Fighter 1 and 2. Uh, I loved them. I can't tell you how many hours I've uh, played (laughs) them. But, you know, I will say I kind of have dropped off them uh, um, over the last, you know, several years. But, you know, if... uh, if it gets some good reviews and stuff, I might have to get back on, you know, that the fighting game is bandwagon and uh, check them out because I feel like it's kind of been missing. Him. So if we can get a, you know, a crew going and, and some like, you know, private turnings, it might be uh, fun to do here like on a Friday night. And, bring and back see, Friday see night fight nights. Yeah. Bring back Friday exactly. night fight nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so, I, I actually did not play Street Fighter Five uh, because it originally came out as a PlayStation exclusive, which is going to be interesting because uh, with all these acquisitions, I wonder if PlayStation will make an exclusive. I wonder if they're in a position to make it an exclusive. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Taytot, yeah. how you feel about Street Fighter? Street Fighter, old school arcade style fighting game. I'm a fan of Capcom games in general. The Street Fighter that 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 takes me back to when I was a kid, going going into the nickel arcade and just butt mashing while just trying to kick somebody's ass. Always fun to just just to try and kick somebody's ass like that. Yes, sir. I know these. I know the young viewers aren't going to remember, but uh, you'd be at the arcade and see people playing there. When you wanted next, you'd go over, place your quarter on the screen, and you'd be next in line. I always knew the goal was try to beat on one credit. Yep. You know that you knew you were actually legit at the game when you can beat it on one credit all the way through from the first guy through the main boss. Yeah, like Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, I, you know I was honestly just a huge fan of Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. and like the evolution of you know having the two brands mixed together, especially in fighting games. Like, oh my God, I used to play legendary. That all the time. Legendary. When I, we worked at John's Incredible Pizza, oh. after shift, we, we you know we'd unlock and just like put on credits for everybody and like have tournaments between the employees and you know it's like it didn't we didn't mind staying at work and off hours because it's like oh we got free play let's go. Man, I, I miss arcade cabinets. I uh, I want to get I want to get some for the game room in here. Um, they're definitely becoming more readily available. I actually want to build one. They're uh, they're they're not very hard to build. Um, and you can, and then you just get a Raspberry Pi and program in the emulator and get the ROM on there, and you can. It's just so it'll it'll be a fun project. I've seen people doing with dining room tables and stuff, but yeah, oh, Street Fighter, that's gonna be dope. We might we might have to bring back Friday Night Fight Nights. Uh, Tank Wolf in chat says Street Fighter and Tekken in your games. Yeah, Tekken was awesome. Street Fighter Four was your favorite. Yeah, Street Fighter Four was great. I played that on 360 the most. Blackbeards, yes, sir. Blackbeards, Lord, is that? I had every year for my birthday, my Theo would give me hella Blackbeards books, and I'd go over there, and pff, dude, I'd be playing Armored Core. There was, oh my God, if I can remember the mech game. But yeah, yeah, that's right, Tanks. Street Fighter. All right, chat. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. 
Thank you guys for tuning in with us on episode two of Camp Tastics Untitled Gamecast. Remember, make sure that you guys follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash camp, excuse me, forward slash camptastic, or over at twitch.tv forward slash sergeantkdog84 for awesome live content. I appreciate my host, sergeantkdog84, and Tata for joining me this week. And No problem, no problem. I always enjoy coming on the podcast, getting to talk a little shop with you boys. Absolutely. And, oops, sorry, we got K-Dog? I saw, I saw yeah, it. just enjoy the nice short week, fellas. We only got four days this week, and hope everybody had a good three-day weekend. I got three days this week. I took tomorrow off to go hiking. Ah, you smart, <laughs> smart man. I'm just a little bit jealous. Yeah, I got to go scout out some stuff for our, our next overnight backpacking trip. But, chat, thank you guys for listening. Those viewers at home, thank you guys for listening on podcast services. And for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, you guys can always tune in live again at twitch.tv backslash camtastic or twitch.tv slash forward slash Sergeant K-Dog, backslash, forward slash, you know, it'll get you where you need to go. We're here Sundays live at 7.30 p.m. recording. And if you don't catch us here, make sure you guys check us out at youtube.tv slash camtastic or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Premium, and every other podcast service around the globe. Gamers, you guys have yourself a good week.